Hey there, everyone. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we're going to review a film called Hannah. Okay. It's directed by Joe Wright, Mm -hmm. and it stars an actress that, if you're not familiar with her now, learn to be familiar with her because she's going to be around a long time. Her name is Saoirse Ronan, and she plays the title role of Hannah. Mm -hmm. She is so terrific in this film. She looks like she could grow up to become Tilda Swinton. Exactly. Or Meryl Streep. I mean, she has that kind of almost transparency in her face. You go through those blue eyes and you can see right into her soul. She has a phenomenal persona on the screen. Absolutely. But let's get into the film. Well, she plays Hannah and we discover her first living with her father, Eric, played by Eric Bana. And they live in Finland, Mm -hmm. out in the woods, in the snow. In the wilds. Yes, and they live very, very... Primitively. Primitively. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the first thing we see is she tracks down and shoots a deer Mm -hmm. for dinner with a bow and arrow. Uh And as she is dressing the deer, she's attacked by her father who says, you're dead, I could have killed you. And they have a big kind of phony fight, but they're hurting each other. Because we find out very, very quickly that Hannah has been raised Mm -hmm. to be an assassin. She is a 16-year-old killing machine. And we should point out here that Saoirse Ronan, the actress, is 14, but the character Hannah is 16. And you have no trouble believing that Saoirse Ronan is playing a little bit older than her actual years. She's a very mature, very pulled together, very secure actress for her years. Very impressive on screen. Remember, we loved her in Atonement. Oh, yes. She made that when she was probably 10 or 11. Yeah. Well, she is very, very much in control of herself through this entire film, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that she is being chased by somebody who wants to kill her. And that somebody is Marissa, and she is played by Kate Blanchett. Marissa is very high up. It may be the CIA. It may be something else. But she's part of the American government, and she is trying to kill both Hannah and Eric. And we're not really sure why. Exactly. In fact, even after seeing the movie, I'm not 100% sure why Marissa was so angry at Eric. I think one of the best parts of the film happens in the early moments of it, within the first 20 minutes, when Hannah, like any teenage girl, even though this one has been raised to be an assassin, she wants her freedom. She wants to be independent from her father. And that's a wonderful scene when he finally agrees to cut the reins. He's going to let her go out into the world. And of course, he gives her an assignment. And the assignment is to meet him in Germany. And in order to do that, she has to endure a lot of situations. And that will test her bravery. And it will test all the intelligence and all of the tests that he has put her through. It's a very interesting situation because now you have a teenage girl on her own working her way across Europe in order to meet her father in Germany, and we'll see whether she makes it or not. Absolutely. There is a scene, again, fairly early in the film where she has been captured by Kate Blanchett's organization, and she asks to see 
Kate Blanchett. She has never met her before. So they send in another woman who looks very much like Kate Blanchett. And I'm not going to tell you exactly what happened, uh-huh. but Hannah engineers the beginning of her escape. Right. And it's really very, very shocking and very, very exciting. Let's not forget whether you totally accept this premise or not. This film is terrifically, terrifically suspenseful. I agree with you. Once Hannah gets her freedom and she's out and about trying to get to Germany, and believe me, it's such a fascinating concept here. I don't think she had any money. I think her father just said to her, you will figure out a way to get there because I have trained you to survive. Right. And she ends up making friends with a family that's traveling on the road in a van. Right. They're from London, and she kind of hangs out with this family. There's a girl her age in this family, and the two of them have some of the most beautiful scenes together because now Hannah is learning about life in the 21st century. Right. She's been living life in kind of a 19th century place, on the wilds of Finland, and now all of a sudden she's hearing about boys and cosmetics and clothes and CDs and bands and all kinds of things that she never even talked about with her father. And I thought there were some brilliant moments in the movie, too, when Hannah sees electricity for the first time when she's staying in a makeshift place, and the kindly owner allows her to have a back room there, and he flicks on a light switch, and she sees the lights go on for the first time. Yes. She sees an overhead fan working. She hears the radio. All these things that she had never spotted before come to life on the screen for her. And it's a very exciting part of the movie. This movie has many different levels, and that's why I think it's so successful. It is successful. Eric Bana does not have much to do. What little he has to do, he does fairly well, but he just comes in and out every once in a while. Kate Blanchett is with us almost all the time, and I have to tell you, I didn't particularly care for her performance. I don't know why she chose to speak with a Southern accent sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> and then didn't other times. Right. You know, she is a compelling presence on the screen. She always gives a hundred thousand percent of herself. Yes. She's very much like Betty Davis in that way. And sometimes a little of that goes a long way. And I just didn't think in this particular movie that characterization that she chose for herself wasn't really successful. I wish she had chosen something a little more subtle, but perhaps because Hannah was so over the top, she felt that she had to equal that or balance that out. I thought Eric Bana did an excellent job in this film as the father-guardian character here. There are some great chase sequences in the film, brilliant moments of small discoveries, as I mentioned, like the light bulbs and television. One of my favorites is when she's out with mm-hmm. her friend and two boys that yes. they have met. Yes, right. And the one boy tries to kiss her. you got to wait for this. <laughs> right. It's wonderful. Well, what drew me to this story was that it was such an original piece of work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very creative. The characters and the cinematography are very, very well done. Joe Wright is for me, one of the greatest living directors in the business. I think everything he touches is usually just wonderful. I loved what he did with Pride and Prejudice. Yes. And here in Hannah, he creates this exciting universe where so many wonderful and different things are happening on screen. And we just don't get to see movies with that kind of ingenious creativity up there on the screen. This is a rare film. 
It's not a perfect movie. Some people are going to say, oh, I didn't like the violence or whatever. But, you know, there are so many other moments and so many other facets to Hannah that really make it compelling cinema. Definitely. Don't think of Hannah as Wonder Woman. She's a little girl. Well, she's a teenage girl, you you know. know. And it's kind of a coming-of-age film as well. Sure. It's a satire on that. We get to see what it's close up for a young girl to touch and sense what it's like to be a part of the human race suddenly. And that's a lovely part of this entire movie. So for me, Hannah rates a solid green light. I think it's well worth your time, and I think it's well worth your money to invest a couple of hours and spend it with this compelling, wonderful teenage killing machine called Hannah. I'm going to give it a green light also, and I agree with just about everything you said about the film. But what I really, really loved about it is to watch Saoirse Ronan work. She is a very, very special actor. I agree with you. Again, she's not a teenager that's going to disappear when she gets to be an adult. She's going to be around for a long time. And think about her in terms of the actresses that hung around forever, like Katherine Hepburn and Betty Davis and Ida Lupino and people like that, Barbara Stanwyck. She's just very, very special. So, two green lights for Hannah. Well, we're going to be back with another film very, very soon. We always enjoy looking forward to seeing films. Sometimes they're good, sometimes not so good, sometimes really bad. But no matter what we see, we always have a good time. And we hope you do too. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hello everyone, my name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, nextbestpicture.com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com. Thank you.